jump right into this program. Uh, it's been a crazy week and I want to share some stuff with you uh, that happened uh, to me and what's going on right now and some practical things we need to really consider quickly. Father, in the name above every name, Jesus, Yeshua, we ask that this program be according to your will, Lord, and that you would bless us to serve you in the deepest way possible, Lord. Lord, make our experience with you that that is not of this earth, Lord, but is truly heavenly. Lord, bring us up. Let us stop trying to bring you down, Lord, to our level. But Lord, bring us up to your ways. Lord, we know your thoughts are higher than ours, but Lord, bring us up to your thoughts. We know your ways are better and greater than ours. Lord, bring us up to your ways. Lord, that we may walk like you and live like you and think, Lord, your way. Lord, for the carnal mind ends up in death, but the spiritually minded will walk with their God. Thank you, Lord, for this, because we ask that you would guide everything tonight in Yeshua's powerful name, Lord. Amen. Well, I'll tell you, folks, it's been an interesting week. And a quick update, thank you for those praying for my cousin, uh, David. And uh, I just, I've got family, um, just plenty of family. And I don't want to mention too many names here on the air, but... We, I come from a group of just a bunch of messed up people, and God's reaching them. It just doesn't matter what the world might see, what the world might think, no matter how disgusting. I just spent an hour on the phone with my cousin talking about God's amazing, powerful love and grace that he's shown all of us. Years of absolute debauchery that we did and the things that were so vile, and yet God still loves and cares. And I'm telling you, folks, keep them in prayer. They're coming. I know I've had other prayer requests uh, this week um, coming in, and folks got to pray for each other, one another. This is a war, and we are in war right now, and our war will be fought on our knees, and we need to keep praying. So, folks, uh, don't give up. I know there are those in your family that you think are lost causes. That's just the devil speaking. Nobody is a lost cause until God says it's over. And you know what? We're not the judge when God says it's over. It's his call. Until then, we continue to intercede. And folks, this is a time that people need someone that will stand in the gap. Well, I'll tell you, this week has been a challenging week because we've been talking about the vaccines and the mandates and all those things that have come in, in the news. And they're out there. And I got my first real dose of a, as a business owner of what it means to face this. And we got a call from one of our large customers. And we have lots of customers. But this is a big, you know, sizable customer. And we got the thing letter from them, hey, mandatory vaccinations to come work here. And so I... I you know, I saw that. I was like, whoa, that's heavy. I, I knew it was coming. I've heard about it. It's the first time I was faced with it. And uh, so I prayed about it, and, and I, I gave him a call, and I I set up a meeting with him, and I told him, you know, look, I don't force my people to get vaccinated. We're not going to do that here. You know, I have some employees that have chosen to take that, and that's their, I, I believe, in the American way of freedom. But I myself haven't, and I am not making anybody do it 
And uh, I had to let them know that. And I, folks, this is just the beginning. And I realized that God wants to teach us a valuable lesson right now. Who are we going to trust? Are we going to trust the gods of this earth? Are we going to trust the one true God? The God of Israel, of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Is that the God we're going to trust? Because I'll tell you right now, our faith is not only being tried, but it is going to be tried severely in the upcoming uh, time periods here in the United States. We are on a downhill, slippery slope. And yes, they're telling us, you're not vaccinated, you are Guilty. You are a person that's causing death. I opened up the news today earlier and it said it's about to get much harder not to be vaccinated. Corporate America enforcing extreme vaccination rules. CNN threatens no can't be an option. What? Walmart's going to require the jab by October? Those are the headlines that are coming today. People, we are going to have to make a choice. Who is it we are going to serve? Because the fruit of this world, it's death. The fruit of this earth is death. And that's what they are trying to bring upon us is death. Because these people trying to tell you against your conscience what you have to do. When it's amazing, I've gone on here, I live in Virginia. I go on here and I open up here on Google, Virginia COVID deaths. All right, I get the graph. The 29th, how many in the state? Three. Three. That's what they said it was yesterday. Three deaths. The average is down low. They're not climbing up. I don't even know if those three were really from COVID. Who knows what they're from? All right. But the fact is the death rate's not going. And now they're going to force us to take their fruit, the fruit of death. When this is nothing more now for most people than a cold. Yes, the flu. And yes, there were some things going on worse earlier in, in, in this thing. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that it was manufactured over in China. I'm not denying all those things. I believe it was. And I believe there were some severe things happening. But not all these statistics. We know they weren't right. Everybody that knows somebody in medical will tell you they were getting paid more to tag it, that you're COVID, you died from COVID. It's amazing how much lies now. They are trying to say the same things about us who haven't been vaccinated that we are guilty of when it's the actual things that they did. I saw a thing about Texas the other week about how only a f- so many people had died uh, that were not vaccinated, only 40-some people since February in, in Texas and all those things versus those who are vaccinated. But the interesting thing is I actually decided to take a couple of minutes and go back and look at the study, and it was very clear that those who had not been vaccinated – that died, they had just started giving really the vaccinations out. Go back. There is a graph. You can look up the vaccination rate in Texas. You can see when they started actually vaccinating people starting in February. You can also see where it started to peak and drop off. And around, uh, I think it was March and May, it started to drop, or April, it started to fall hard. Well, they had at the same time just started to begin to build up those who are vaccinated. So obviously... Those people that died hadn't been vaccinated because they hadn't given that many people vaccinations yet. But people don't take five minutes to just go look at the data and compare it to show that this is nothing but lies that is going on. And the reason I'm harping on this right now 
is because you are going to be called to a decision. I watched a Navy SEAL, a former Navy SEAL the other day, talking about, you know what? Most of you, he said, will succumb. You will give in. You will not be able to handle the pressure. Most of you will do that. And that is so true. And then he began to talk about how we resolve it in our mind today that you, what you are going to stand for. Because the truth is, folks, if you have nothing worth dying for, then you have nothing worth living for. And I'm not talking about dying for a shot. I am talking about willing to stand and do whatever the Lord tells you to do, that his ways are great enough in this world that you are willing to stand for them no matter what the earth may say against you, no matter what this government may say, no matter what these people may say, no matter if they take my YouTube channel down, no matter what it might be, we will still stand for what the truth is. I know that every time I do a program, they have an algorithm that runs against my program and it checks and reads with their artificial intelligence the things that I say. That's truth. I can't change that. But the fact is that God is still sovereign and he is still greater than YouTube, than Google, than any of these government leaders will ever be. And his ways are holy and we must stand for him. Now in my flesh, in my flesh, I will deny the Lord. That's why I learned from Peter's lesson. I will not stand in my flesh because Brother Frank's flesh has no strength. But by the spirit of the living God, I can stand because it's not me. It is him. And by his power and strength, I can stand. Thank you to the apostle Peter for showing us the ways and the errors of trying to stand in the flesh because he learned afterwards that it must be by the Spirit that we must stand and move forward. And he went on to be a most powerful disciple that is very shadow of Peter was healing people. That's the kind of God that we serve. And we need to make that decision because the fruit of death is here. It has arrived and they are dishing it up from our food supplies and all of the the toxins that are in there and the sugars that are out there today. People are dying from what they eat. And it is killing America. And then they are trying to poison us with all other kinds of pesticides and everything else that's going on in this in this country and in the world today. And God is simply asking us in this hour to refocus ourselves on him and his ways. And you know what? When you get focused on God's ways, the fruit of death no longer becomes appealing to us. Matthew chapter 7. I want to read a story. And it reminded me of a story... I may have shared it years ago on this program, I think. I, and uh, I was with a friend, uh, thinking about this story. I was with a friend down in, a, in a, about 30 minutes away in this town, and we were on a job site. And I remember we were walking around the trees in this area, and he said, hey, man, he said, I ate some of those chestnuts out there. And, man, I got sick off those chestnuts. I looked over here and said, man, those aren't chestnuts. I said, dude, those are Buckeyes. They're poisonous, man. They might look like a chestnut, but those are buckeyes and they are deadly. Don't eat them ever again. I was glad he was okay and survived that because those things are terrible for you. But it reminded me of the story that's here in Matthew chapter 7. 
starting in verse 15, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Isn't that what's going on not only in the church today, but the prophets of this world? Take this vaccine. Take this. Our ways are, forget about ivermectin. Forget about the other treatments that are out there, hydrochloroquine. Forget that they've been proven in, in blind, peer-reviewed studies that they are effective. Forget about that. It's take our ways because that's the only way. They are prophets of doom and their fruit is death and they appear like they are nothing but sheep, but they are truly wolves in sheep's clothing. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Oh boy, oh boy. You shall know them by their fruits. Yeah, we know this. I mean, I don't need to tell you about the government. We've seen their fruits and the lies. But what's even worse is the pastors and the churches who are sitting there and reproducing and regurgitating this propaganda to the children of God that we are need to do this, stop fighting, don't be, don't contest, don't be like this. Get your jab, take your reward, get your money, and you'll be fine. Shame on them. Shame on them for not standing for the truth. Couldn't even keep their churches open during the pandemic. They shut down, and now we're supposed to stand when times get tougher. Listen, folks, I just told you, we can't stand in our flesh. We must stand by the Spirit. And if we're already cowering and fearing at these little non-trials, folks, this is nothing yet. Ask the people in China. They have suffered true persecution. Ask those that are over in the Arabic countries that have suffered for the name of Jesus. That is persecution. But here in this country, we haven't seen anything. It's just getting started. The Bible says, Do good do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Now, listen, the reason I'm sharing this with you is because we need to understand what it means to tap into the good vine. Because it will be in the crisis of our lives when our true fruits will be revealed. Oh, yes, it's in crisis when character shines forth the brightest. It is in crisis when God shows what we are truly made of. And in this crisis, our fruits will be revealed. Because every time our government or someone in there makes a mistake, their fruits are revealed and we see the true nature. Yes, they can stand up and shout and scream all they want and tout all these things, but then the truth comes out about who they are or how they react in the situation, and we get to see the very truth, and I've seen it in pastors, I've seen it in in church members, I've seen the exact same thing. This Bible verse applies to not only those in the church, but those are in the world trying to feed us their poisonous fruit, and a good tree cannot give off bad fruit, and neither can a bad tree, understand this, Neither can a bad tree. So here's our government. Most corrupt 
every you know bankrupting our systems and everything that's going on, printing money like it's going out of style, uh, all the trafficking and the things that goes on that they're exposed for constantly, and the bribes and the and and the taking uh you know being basically puppets for other nations and leaders, all the corruptions, and now we're supposed to believe that they can give off good fruit. Come on. Verse 20, wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. Oh, ye shall know them. Yes, I remember some, you know, this pastor, he kept, oh, yeah, the Lord told me this. The Lord told me this. Yeah, the Holy Spirit told me this. Holy, I just hear all kinds of stuff constantly. Lord told me, yes, Lord, should I tell him all these things he would say back and forth? And you know what? One day, this pastor, I was there, he got called out. He got called out for what was going on, and I still have a message that he left a friend of mine. I never believed that a pastor could talk like that. And I told him, I told him, I said, Pastor, the Bible says that by their fruits ye shall know them, and I have now seen your fruits. I believe in respecting people that are put into leadership and authority. I think it's a good thing in the church. I believe in church leadership when it's done God's way, not the not the worldly way, but God's way. But when you are exposed for the hypocrisy of who you are, I am not going to partake in your bad fruit anymore. Because the Bible talks about good fruit. Good fruit is the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22, starting. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Have you ever met somebody that's filled full of the fruits of the Spirit? They can't be shaken. They don't get upset and react like other people do. Yes, they might get mad at times, but there is a calmness about them. They don't go crazy like other people do because their fruit is not from this earth. It is from the kingdom. If God treated us like we treat others, Lord, help each one of us. We wouldn't have a chance. Goodness, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. There's not a law in the entire Bible that stands against those fruits. They are free from the law. And there's no condemnation. And they that are Christ, the Bible says, have crucified the flesh with the affections and with the affections and lusts if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit let us not be desirous of vainglory provoking one another envying one another the bible says that the fruit of the spirit will not cause us to want to revel in our own vain glory it's not going to do it and this week i began to learn a serious lesson that moving forward in this earth right now, I don't know what's going to happen with business in the future. I don't know how bad it's going to get. I might end up losing everything. I have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know one thing. I'm going to have to rely upon the Lord. And it's not going to always be easy. And trust me, it hasn't been easy. But I know right now, that in my flesh I will not make it. But by the power of the living God, I will stand strong. Because it's no longer I, but Christ that lives in me. The hope of glory that will help me stand. You see, the buckeye looks so much like the chestnut. And if you don't see the hull that it comes out of, 
it can so easily be mistaken. But just like the Buckeye, there are other fruits that are being given out, even in the radio land right now, and in the so-called church, that are poisonous to the body, to the remnant. I am trying to tell you right now, hear me on this, heart of God. Hear me on this, beloved, right now. Do not trust the words of men and women in this hour. Don't trust what you hear on Remnant Call. Take it to prayer. Be like the Bereans. Test it in the word. Test the spirits. Test it for the truth in it. Because in this hour, there are people in the Watchman community that are saying all kinds of things that might sound good, but if you test it against the very word of God, it does not line up. You need to be a Berean. You have no excuse for not reading your Bible. Even blind people can find one in Braille or listen to it on tape. There is a way for those. And those who are physically not able, you know what? Those who are handicapped, God has a different special grace for them. There is no excuse. We need to trust in the Lord. For years, I was raised growing up in a belief system that shared many wonderful truths of the Bible. But it wasn't until I was later in life, when I gave my life to the Lord, that I went back and I analyzed everything and prayed about it, sought it in the Word of God, that I realized some of the things that I had been taught were not biblical. Yes, they were pleasant. Yes, they seemed like they lined up, and that would be a very nice way to go. But it was not true. And even though I might have liked it to my ears and to my flesh, the truth of God will always weigh heavier and stand stronger than a lie or a falsehood will ever do. And it's not always that these people are trying to downright deceive you. It may be that they just have something wrong. But how would you even know that if you do not study it in the word of God? You know, they've often said that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. There are some people going down the wrong path that don't necessarily mean bad, but they are going the wrong way. And unless you follow the very word of God, you will fall into that way. The fruit of death is being served up on a silver platter from the technology that's in front of our faces, from the filth that is all over the internet from the absolute destruction of the marriages that is going on right now in this society, from the fall of truth in God's word, all this fruit of death is being served up everywhere, everywhere you can find. And the truth of God is being clouded in the fog of Babylon. And we need to blow the smoke of Babylon out of our minds and take every thought captive as the word of God says. That starts by separating yourself from this world. I'm not talking about going and digging a bunker underground. I'm talking about setting apart yourself unto the Lord. That the things of God that are holy will become holy and majestic and huge in your life again. How big is our God? Let me ask you a question. How big is your God? Is he big enough to tell you what to do? Is he big enough to tell you what to wear? 
Is he big enough to tell you what to eat? How big is your God? Is he big enough to tell you that you're going the wrong direction? Or are you going to let him know that it's your way and he can just be quiet when it interferes with your prosperity and your desires? Because I want to know tonight, how big is your God? Because if he's huge in your life, then that means he has the authority to tell you whatever he wants you to do and whatever he wants you to believe. And the only way you're truly going to know that is by getting in his word. Yes, you may have come from a church that teaches you that every single revelation that comes to your flesh is from the Lord. That is not true. Yes, does God give revelation? Absolutely. Does God give prophecy? Absolutely. Does God give a word of knowledge? Absolutely. But your flesh, in so many people, they've got a word of knowledge every five seconds. they got more words of knowledge than the Bible has because they've been taught that every time they feel something in the spirit or in their flesh, that that's got to be from God. Folks, your flesh will deceive you. The hearts of men are exceedingly wicked. We must trust in the Lord himself, not in our flesh. Then you will be able to discern the truth between what is from God and what is from your flesh, and that begins with patience. I remember uh, Brother David Wilkerson talking about years ago the way to hear God's voice. I, it's a great sermon. I don't even remember. It's something about God's voice. You can find it out there on the web. But it's patience. It's patience. You must be patient if you want to hear the Lord's voice and stop believing everything the flesh always tells you. Because God will speak only when he's ready. You will not force him to speak. You will not make him speak. You will not produce something false on his behalf. You can try it, but it's not going to work. It might get a little rousal out of some people and a couple of hallelujahs and a moment of fleeting deliverance they'll think for a second, but they'll be right at the front of that altar call the next week seeking the same thing because your flesh has been telling all kinds of lies. We need true conversion and conviction which comes from seeking the Lord with all of our hearts. The fruit of death is upon the United States of America and the world at large. And just like back in the garden, the Bible says, when you eat of the tree of the knowledge and good and evil, in that day ye shall surely die. And you know what? That was literally true. The Bible says the day of the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years just one day. And guess what? They died within that first day. They sure did. About 900 and some years old. They didn't make it to a thousand, but it was a true word. The problem was they thought that somehow eating from that tree would produce life, and it only produced death. So the question would be, which tree are you eating from? The tree of life, which is Jesus, right? Whoever drinks my blood and eats my flesh, right? That's Jesus is the tree of life. We can eat from him, or are you eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Because that produces the fruit of death. And in that day, you will surely die, because your knowledge will not save you. Only Jesus can save. This is a really serious moment, folks, we have moved into. This week was an eye-opener to me. And I'm saying right now, Lord, in my flesh, I have no power. 
but by the very grace of God, I will stand because, Lord, it will be you standing with me by your strength and your power alone. And I know that, Lord, even though I have messed up, that I can call out and cry out to you and that you are faithful and just because I ask it in the name of Jesus. And when I ask it in his name, that you will forgive it and cover me with his blood, Lord. And I believe that because Jesus died on the cross that each one of us that believe and cry out to him could experience the gift of salvation and that we can stand strong through the very darkest of hours in this earth's history. Folks, I am telling you right now, make a choice today. Will you stand or will you fall? It's real simple. In your flesh, you will fall, but by his spirit, you will stand. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call. Sand everybody, good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Blow a trumpet in 